Let us pray. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Genesis 21, 1. My God, the Master of Time. Through today's reading of Genesis 18, I now make the declaration that I will not become a victim of time. I will not go another moment believing that the best of my life is behind me, or that I missed my opportunity to become what you've called me to become. Instead, I will look to Abraham and Sarah and see your hand move outside the confinements of man and create something supernatural. Today, I declare that it's not too late. Today, I declare that I will give birth to my dreams. Today, I declare that God has the final say. I will not look to others or to my circumstance to determine if my breakthrough can occur. Through Christ, my answer is yes and amen. So, if God said it, I choose to believe it, and that settles it. Thank you for my new season and for the birth of what's next. My new life is upon me, and I will not laugh, but rejoice in the impossible becoming possible. Time is on my side. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Abraham and Sarah's New Life Before this story, we learned about Abram and Sarai's slow descent into madness from impatience with God's promises. Per Sarai's request, Abram slept with her servant to have a son, Ishmael. In doing so, they took the promises of God in their own hands and furthered their dysfunction and woes. Now, we will learn about how God still makes promises despite their disobedience. As God blessed them, He changes their names as inspired by the book of Genesis. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. Yesterday, we learned that despite Abram and Sarah's impatience with God and lack of faith in his plans, God reaffirmed his promise to give them a child that would bless the nations. Their sin wasn't without consequence, of course, and as we join them in today's story, it has been over a decade since Hagar bore Ishmael. Throughout the Bible, we see examples of God giving people new names to signify a new start and a fresh identity. This is what we find here with God once again reassuring Abram and Sarah of his covenant and now giving them new names, Abraham and Sarah. So the theme of new beginnings is clear with the outset here, but there are other themes to pay attention to. You will see also how it is okay to question God in faith when we have doubts, and even when we wonder out loud or if he is able to deliver on a promise. Faith and questions can exist in the same mind and hearts without nullifying each other. You will find this in today's story. We'll also see that God's blessings are not limited. 
They are often different in nature from one person to the next, but God has no shortage of blessing to give to those who trust in him. And finally, today's story will mark an important step forward in enacting God's plan to save the world through the sacrifice of one of Abraham's descendants. Now, let's get to today's story of new life and reaffirmed covenant. Abram and Sarai, following their shameful attempts to fulfill the will of God themselves, had waited 13 years. They were both growing old, and their already small chances of being able to have children were all but lost. Abram was 99 years old, yet God is not a God to fail on his promises. God spoke again to Abram, saying, I am the Almighty, walk with me, be blameless, and I will make my covenant between us, and I will multiply you greatly. Abram, in prayer to God, prostrated himself in the dirt. Face down on the ground, Abram responded to God, broken and discouraged. God continued, saying, My covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of many nations. Behold, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, because I have made you a father of all nations." My promise to you will last for thousands of generations in everlasting covenant. I will be God to you and all your offspring. Abraham looked to heaven. God had promised him again that he would provide him a namesake, and through him all nations would be blessed. God, knowing that Abraham needed reassuring, spoke again. My promises are true, you will see. But first, your promise to me must be made. Go and circumcise yourself and all the men in your family. This will be a sign of our covenant, that you will be mine and I will be yours. From now on, when a baby boy is eight days old, you will circumcise him. Any male who is not circumcised will be estranged from the people of God, since he has broken my promise with you. God also spoke of Sarai, saying, As for your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah. I will bless her abundantly, and I will give you two a son, and you will call his name Isaac. I will bless her, and she shall the mother of nations to come. Abraham fell on his face again, but this time it was not in worship. Abraham laughed at the notion of his wife giving birth in her old age. He said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Is my ninety-year-old wife going to conceive? Abraham trusted God, but saw plenty of reasons to doubt before him. This is the struggle of man with God, trusting him despite all circumstances saying the opposite. Abraham looked to God and said, What of my son Ishmael? Could you just bless him instead? I doubt we will be able to have children. No, God said, But Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish an everlasting covenant with him. I will bless him and all the children beyond him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. 
I have already blessed him and will make him fruitful. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will build a great nation through him. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, and Sarah will bear him to you at this time next year. Abraham believed in God, though he did not completely understand God. Abraham and Sarah were victim to the time they felt slipping away. Mankind was not built to endure the entropy of age. Abraham, in faith, did as he was told. He circumcised his family. The tearing away of the foreskin was a symbol that Abraham's seed belonged to the Lord. It was a strange sacrifice with eternal and metaphysical meaning. Abraham and Sarah's family was blessed by God forever, and he carried them through all the strife of living. The whole world would soon come to know intimately Abraham's blessing from God. One day, the sacrifice of a descendant of Abraham would shower the entire earth with blessing. Yet for now, they waited on the Lord. As a result of their impatience and attempt to control the working out of God's plan, Abram and Sarah have suffered 13 years of waiting as we open today's story. Hagar has long since given birth to Ishmael, and God has reaffirmed that it will not be through him that he will deliver the promised blessing to the world. But Sarah and Abram are now old, and though they are still trusting God, the promise of Sarah getting pregnant seems minuscule. Did you notice that once again God makes a covenant with Abram? But this time there is a big difference. With the covenant comes a new name, a name that further solidifies the promise. Listen to Genesis 17, verses 4 and 5, as God records the promise and the new name Abram receives. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall you be named Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. He also gives Sarah a new name, Sarah. God does not tire of reassuring those who trust in him. He knew Abraham and Sarah were weary. He knew they were holding on to something that from a human perspective seemed downright crazy, that an old man and an old woman would conceive and have a child. So God lovingly restated his promise and he gave them new names and a visible new sign of the promise, circumcision. This would be a constant reminder that God has set Abraham and his descendants apart. And although in his heart Abraham believed God and had faith in him, this story shows that it is possible to question God and wonder, honestly, how a promise will come about. It's not as though God does not know of these doubts. God can handle your questions. He can take care of your doubt, even your laughter at the seeming impossibility of his plans. He is pleased by your honesty and will comfort you as he did Abraham, even in the moments of doubt. So Abraham falls on his face, laughing at the thought of him and Sarah having children. God is not upset or angry. He once again confirms that, indeed, they will be the parents of a child. We even see Abraham trying to offer another alternative. Just use Ishmael to fulfill it, he suggests. Again, making a suggestion or an offer isn't offensive to God. 
It was when Abraham took things into his own hands without consulting God that problems arose. But God told him, no, I will do what I said. We also see here that God's blessings are not limited. He promises to bless Ishmael just in a different way. So Abraham demonstrates his faith with action. He circumcises the males in his household. And so finally, God gives Sarah and Abraham a son, Isaac. It is through Isaac that God will bring about his great redemptive plan, a perfect sacrifice once for all time. Holy God, your timing and your plans are perfect. And we thank you for this powerful story today that shows us just how true this is, that you keep your promises. Just as you kept every promise to Abraham and his descendants, you are faithful to keep your promises to us through Jesus Christ. And we praise you for this, and we thank you. Help us to honestly always come before you, even in times of doubts and questions and fears and anxiety, and that we would trust you and trust ourselves to your loving care and for your assurance every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, because by sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's Word for power in living the Christian life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org.